Welcome to How to Intensify Your Bioprocess in Six Episodes, an exciting new podcast series brought to you by The Medicine Maker in partnership with Cytiva. Over the course of six episodes, we'll be discussing everything from digitalization, continuous manufacturing and protein A capture to get you off to a flying start on your own bioprocess intensification journey. Hello there, James Stratton here, Deputy Editor of The Medicine Maker. Welcome to episode two of our podcast series with Cytiva, where we will intensify your bioprocess in six episodes. Uh, so today I'm joined by Avril Vermont, who is an innovative team and program leader in the biomanufacturing industry. Uh, she has expertise in process development, design, scale-up and engineering. Um, and since joining in 2015, she has contributed to both the commercial and bioprocess organizations by driving customer collaboration focusing on digital awareness and value-driven value solutions. Um, so thanks for joining me on the podcast, Avril. Yeah, thanks for having me. Brilliant. So you know, one question that um, sort of kicking the, uh, the podcast off with is to get a sense of what uh, bioprocess intensification means. You know, in episode one, Bill said that it was a, a sticky question. So what does bioprocess intensification uh, mean to you personally? Yeah, I think... Um... You, you probably do hear quite a few different definitions of this, but for me, uh, it really means taking the resources and the inputs to a process and getting more output from it. Um, so whether that's raw materials and optimizing our productivity or um, taking our, our labor and our talent force, for instance, and ensuring that we're using them in the smartest ways um, to drive efficiency in our processes. Um, it can mean several different things, and that's probably why Bill said it was sticky. Well, I think the focus of, uh, of this episode will be on continuous or, or connected manufacturing. Do you think it's fair to say that the industry has been uh, you know, relatively reluctant to embrace continuous manufacturing, at least compared to some other industries? Yeah, it's interesting. I do look at other industries quite a bit and i see the progress that they're making um even within our industry there is uh there are several approved processes using continuous we anticipate um an approved process using continuous chromatography this year for instance um, but there's definitely been a delay in our adoption um, and that's that's notwithstanding all the challenges and complexity that continuous introduces um, and is definitely reflective of the amount of time that our industry is putting into developing these solutions. Um, I'm not surprised uh, and I do expect adoption to continue to increase, um, but I don't think it will ever replace, uh, you know, some of the traditional modes of manufacturing. It fits in the certain area of processing and um, will be the right thing for that but it will never replace the bulk of our batch manufacturing. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure there'll be some listeners out there who are you know, relatively happy with their batch process. Why, what would you say to them um, you know, if, if they're thinking, why should I change a winning formula and switch to continuous? Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend abandoning a winning concept as I alluded to previously, but I would challenge people to question what their process is really winning for them and if it's what they intend it to be winning for them. 
So kind of what I mean is some of the benefits that connected and continuous processing have demonstrated in industry. Uh, they include increased speed, um, ensuring quality, uh, overcoming stability issues, and also providing flexibility for um, complex manufacturing networks and, and product mixes. So if you're holding on to batch because it's worked for you so well in the past, um, but you're confronted with new challenges, I would just say be open-minded to consider how this might help you. Um, yeah, there is there is obviously a, a, a challenge or a hurdle around operational complexity to overcome. Again, that's why we've seen so many people take their time and develop these approaches um, and, and seen the lag in adoption, but uh, people are figuring it out and they are finding some real uh, successful gains out of it. Hmm. So, so let's say someone's in that, um, you know, open-minded uh, position, um, and they've you know convinced that they're going to go with continuous. What's the first thing they should consider when they're setting up a, a, a continuous or a connected process? Yeah. So I get this question quite a bit, and there's so much out there in industry. So many examples. I would definitely say start with some research and um, get familiar with some of those examples as best you can, as best as uh, the information available in the public domain. Um, the next thing, which is totally in your control, is to really be clear about your overall objectives. Have a clear vision for where you want to be in several years and how a connected or continuous process can get you there. Um, you are going to be challenged over time with conflicting decision points and trade-offs. Being clear about your vision and aligned on your priorities will help you assess risk, which will also give you um, further validation on your priorities. Um, and it ultimately will help you drive decisions efficiently. Um, you know, and help you overcome that complexity that you're going to be challenged. So what would you say uh, some of the common pitfalls are during the, the process? Yeah, so I, some of the ones that I've observed include having a really rigid or um, really constrained operating space within your, your facility or equipment design. Um, even though you may be trying to achieve a diverse mix of, of products or um, a range of product demand. So those are kind of in conflict with each other. Uh, another pitfall is not accounting for typical process variability in even an individual process and rather looking at nominal ranges to set your your design specs, that will sometimes get you into trouble. Um, and then the last one is is related to being reluctant or, um, yeah, being reluctant to taking advantage of automation and digital tools um, and not thinking strategically about your framework for implementing those tools ahead of time. So 
maybe doing things on a one-off um, and then having to go back and redo them after time because they don't necessarily meet your needs. Are there any uh, regulatory challenges as well? So uh, regulatory is really interesting. I think the the challenge is the traditional view of processing and um, you know not wanting to confront or be the first ones to overcome that, um, especially uh, presenting new things to the regulatory agencies. On the flip side, the regulatory agencies are inviting us, the industry, to bring modern technology to them, especially where it impacts patient affordability and accessibility. And they're signaling a lot of openness to accepting new and different things. So I'd like us to—I'd like to see us embrace that more and um, bring some of these tech technologies to the forefront. I mentioned at the beginning that we are anticipating um, some early approvals any minute now, and I do think that will help break down some of the barriers to adopting this technology. So, you know, with some of these uh, process approvals coming, do you expect that quite a few more companies are going to be going with continuous in the um, in the near future? Yeah, going back to the earlier comments, it's not for everybody and it, it doesn't need to be. It, it's um, an enabling technology that's fit for purpose for some specific challenges. Um, so I will expect to see more adoption, but I don't expect it to replace uh, traditional batch manufacturing. Um, there are a few examples uh, publicly stated about the ranges of in anticipated adoption. And I think those are pretty uh, realistic and they typically are in the 10 to 20% of manufacturing processes. So do you think it's a case of um, people sometimes, you know, when they're talking broadly about the industry, expecting too much from the technology too soon, whereas it's, you know, it's an enabling technology uh, for specific needs, you know, for individual companies? Yeah, that's really insightful. I've been thinking about this quite a while, and there's a, there's a tension between all this success and gains that we have seen the early adopters and innovators making versus the investment and the complexity that has been dealt with oftentimes behind the scenes. So I think it's less of a expectation, expectation difference. It's more underestimating the commitment that is needed to really bring these technologies about successfully, especially in the earliest days. Um, of course, as we see these examples progress and as that information is more widely shared, that experience is more widely shared, um, we're going to get better at it as an industry. So uh, all these things help with uptick and adoption. I think the next big challenge is going to be on the automation and digital side. And as we see more adoption in Industry 4.0, sometimes termed Pharma 4.0, uh, we will have more tools and more capability available to us. And that may be a stepwise change in adoption 
that we see in the future, um, but it is a few years off. So one question uh, I've been asking people is, you know, in your uh, position and in, in your role as an expert, can you think of, uh, you know, the most interesting, uh, surprising, or even funny question that you may have been, uh, that you may have encountered? Yeah, I, um, I do get some interesting questions every once in a while. And, it, and I have to say, there's just a range of, uh, as you mentioned, what process intensification means to people. Um, and then to drill down into connected and continuous processing, what that means to people. Um, in general, though, I, I really enjoy getting the questions, um, having dialogue. I've met so many people because of this focus area um, and been able to visit so many different places in the world. Um, the range and diversity of approaches to this technology is pretty wide right now. And that's pretty exciting and, and definitely very interesting. Well, I think that pretty much covers it today. Was there anything else you wanted to, to mention? Yeah, I just uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and share some thoughts. And I hope that that's been interesting for people. No, thank you very much for, for joining me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, and I hope you can enjoy, join us for the next installment of Intensify Your Bio Process in six episodes.